Hello, everyone, and welcome to Actually Podcast. I'm your host, Jasmine, and on Actually, I talk about things that are going on in the world and are interesting to me. And it's been a while. It's been a long, long while, but I've been missing the podcast. I've been missing connecting with you again, and I really wanted to really have some good stuff to talk about, some really interesting things to talk about. And then life got in the way. And now we are heading to an endemic with COVID. I'm still wearing masks. Rihanna had her baby. Well, she had her baby since the last time we talked, but now she's having another baby after announcing it on the Super Bowl. And we're shooting UFOs from the sky. Yeah, there is a lot going on. But today... I just want to catch up with you, talk about some fun stuff. And um, first we had J-Lo and Ben, Benifer 2.0, come back 20 years later. And now here we are with Pamela Anderson finally giving us her version of her life after Hulu's version of Pam and Tommy that came out late last year. And um, that was her Netflix special. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Going to talk about Rihanna and how she's kind of shaping up a new status of success for the modern person. And I also wanted to talk about reality TV and how I feel that the Real Housewives franchise is actually signaling possibly the demise of reality TV. So without further ado, let's get started. So um, Real Housewives of Potomac has been just my favorite franchise of Housewives. I took a break personally from watching Housewives um, around the time that Needy left Atlanta Um, I tried getting into Salt Lake with Jen Shaw. I tried getting back into Beverly Hills when the Erica Jane stuff was going down. And I just couldn't do it. And then New York was on a hiatus, which I had kind of stopped watching before that because I, I felt that it was glaring that we're not having any diversity in that cast. And I'm... I'm seeing that all catch up now with them. So now it looks like their legacy series of all the OG New York housewives is on hold. Yada, 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 this and the other. But what I wanted to talk about today is something that I feel has been signaling for the past few seasons on a few of the franchises, which I think that... You know, Bravo and Real Housewives is signaling possibly the end of reality TV as we know it. Now, one of the um, things that have been thrown out there is that, you know, we all know that reality TV somewhat has been scripted. And that's, you know, post MTV, the real world road rules and kind of beginnings of Jersey Shore and the beginnings of Real Housewives, Bad Girls Clubs, the, you know, things of that nature. There's always been a little bit of manipulation and, you know, kind of feeding into storylines through production. It's something that all of us as fans of reality TV have really been able to, I think, 
be sophisticated enough to pick up on. But with this particular season of, and I'm just going to point out the Real Housewives of Potomac, because as I said, I love the franchise and I really have been watching it throughout the seasons. They just finished season seven. I'm really noticing that I think that, you know, some of the women are doing a little too much producing and not enough real life on TV. Now, this isn't to say I blame them. I mean, who really, really wants to put all their dirty laundry out on television? It makes for great TV. I mean, we have someone like uh, Evelyn Lozado. We've got, you know, as I said, you know, um, Erica Jean, you know, and Jen Shaw. They can't put so much out there because they're involved in court cases. But you have somebody, somebody like Nini, let's say, or Kim Zolciak, or even Sheree on um, Atlanta. And, you know, we're seeing these evolutions of these women go from being these housewives or being, you know, whatever Kim was <laughs> into, you know, having their own businesses, having their own ventures, having their own families and things like that, which I think is a really cool thing. And I think for me, what really engaged me as a Bravo viewer and what I saw last season with Real Housewives of Potomac was, you know, a little too much manipulation by the cast and things just going too far to the point where now we are learning that so many of the storylines were made up. So it's come out now that... Um, Basically, season one veteran Robin Dixon and her fiance Juan Dixon had been dealing with infidelities in their marriage, or actually, I should say, their relationship because they divorced before the show started. And it seemed like all Robin's storyline was for the whole run of the series was to try to get back with Juan. And a couple of seasons ago, Juan proposed and they figured they were going to have a wedding. Well, as we all know, COVID happened, things got delayed, but it just seemed like Juan and Robin weren't really on the same page. And anytime anything about a wedding would be brought up, it would just be shrugged off or laughed off, or it just didn't seem like it was really happening. Meanwhile, we had the Grand Dame, Karen Huger, who was my favorite along with Dr. Wendy and Candace. And she went and did her vow renewal, which is completely her business. But, um, you know, she's done that all within this time that Robin and Juan were supposed to be getting married. So this particular season, it's come out that Giselle, who is friends with Robin Dixon, and they have a podcast um, that I don't listen to, but um, she came forward stating that she felt uncomfortable and threatened, allegedly, by Candace Dillard's husband, Chris Bassett, on the show, stating that he wanted to speak with her about, you know, trying to mend fences with Candace, with, with everyone, and he, she invited him up to her hotel room, they spoke, with the door open, and she felt, like, threatened. 
I'm not here to, you know, undervalue anyone's feelings. Everyone is entitled to how they feel, whether they're comfortable or not, based on uh, past trauma and things like that. What's odd to me is that they showed in previous seasons and the beginning of this season, Giselle going, talking to him, hugging him, being very close to him. One thing I will say as someone who has experienced um, sexual harassment on the job, even I could not even be in the same room as the person who made me feel uncomfortable, let alone giving them a hug, joking with them so on and so forth. Um, That's just me. But again, I'm not here to invalidate someone's feelings. So it was just a lot of going back and forth about, you know, possibly Candace's husband looking at one of Ashley's friends, which was a bit suspect because we started the season with Ashley talking about finally divorcing her cheating husband, Michael who basically also had cheated on her during the entire run of the series, as well as allegedly inappropriately touching a cameraman on the um, housewife's team. So it just seemed like all these allegations were coming and we would see video from producers and it didn't even look like Chris was even associating with the people that were saying that he was being aggressive or looking at them in a suggestive way. So it was just very strange. We come to find out now after the reunion that Robin had been hiding that she and Juan were dealing with Juan's infidelity during the pandemic and possibly after. And that it was a story concocted by Giselle, Ashley, and Robin to try to bring down Candace and accuse her husband of something as a way to hide the story about Robin's husband and his infidelities. Turns out Robin's husband, as um, an assistant coach for an HBCU, is now la- named in a lawsuit where there was um, SA, um, assault of a sexual nature, on campus. It was reported to Coach Dixon, and he did nothing about it. So he is now also being named in the lawsuit with um, the other people involved at that um, HBCU and in the coaching staff. So... For me, and I know a lot of people that I've talked to, that we've been talking about how, you know, this is something that's been happening for a while, but I feel like this is one of the worst displays of just complete fakery when it comes to not only Bravo, but a lot of reality TV. It's where the cast is very aware of being on camera and how they're portrayed and wanting to direct that negative and really coming off very fake and things not adding up. And it just seemed really lackluster for me personally. Now we have everything coming out 
after the season and it's just kind of like, where is the line? Because we're watching these people who've signed up to show their quote unquote real life. And, you know, some of them show all of their real life. Some of them show just a percentage of it. But now we have a situation where there is an actual made up narrative about someone just to hide and deflect something else. And now that something else has been blown up and is really out there. And as as the time now of February 16th that I'm recording this, Robin Dixon has not been fired from Real Housewives of Potomac. I haven't heard anything about her leaving the show. The show I heard will be will resume filming um, next month. But at that time, you know, for me, I'm really asking myself, do I really want to see the story? I mean, now I feel like it's just all a lie. Can we really trust to watch the show feeling like we're really watching people who are really interacting and having genuine conversations, genuine relationships when something so heinous could be made up about someone who completely had nothing to do with it. So last weekend, Rihanna performed at the halftime show for the Super Bowl. And she showed that she is now pregnant with her second child. And people were in uproar on the internet. And I was happy about it. I'm excited for her. I love her. I love ASAP Rocky. Um, I think the baby is absolutely beautiful. They released the cover for their British Vogue um, feature that is going to be the March edition, which is, if you know, it's one of the big editions that comes out during fashion year. Basically, you have the spring edition, which is March, and then you have the September edition for fall. And um, so in that article, Rihanna is talking about, you know, you know, she intended on making music this year and she had a plan and then she got pregnant and the plan changed. And I was talking to a friend of mine and for me, I was saying, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Rihanna never did music again. And they were so upset. (laughs) They were like, how could you say that? Like, don't you want new music? And it's like, you know, I would love Rihanna to make new music, but only if she really felt it in her heart and she really wanted to. Not because she was being forced to by the labels or by fans or whatever. You know, it's so hard. You see so many artists talk about the pressure of the music industry and how it's more than ever there's a shorter shelf life for artists than ever and they're making artists want to diversify into other things because everyone's getting pushed like a one-hit wonder or hurry up and turn up albums hurry up and do more tiktoks hurry up make your sound viral and a lot of people i know halsey talked about this sam smith talked about this and they were really frustrated because it was taking away some of their power and how they wanted to 
roll their music out to their fans. And um, I can just see, you know, Rihanna has given us nine albums in 10, 11 years. She's really given a lot. And seeing her do Fenty Beauty and seeing her do Savage um, and watching her be creative in a different realm, it just seems to bring her so much joy. And then she found, you know, the man of her dreams, who she says is her best friend. And now they have a beautiful family. So I was talking to my friend, as I was saying, and I just said, you know, that really is the standard of success now. You know, before it was about, you know, oh, I want to have this career and this money. And, and you know, I think people a lot still really have that idea but I think now having just peace of mind and a sanctuary and love I think people really see that as a whole nother level of success that so many powerful people are really having a hard time even attaining And Rihanna has done that. So it's kind of like, what more does she need to conquer, really? I mean, people are really looking at her and they're like, wow, she really made it. And it wasn't, you know, I mean, of course, she's a billionaire. She's worked extremely hard for that. But now they see her actually happy, really, really happy after watching her go through so many different relationships through her career. And... I just think it's so beautiful seeing people look at her happiness as the truest, highest pinnacle of her success and her, you know, being a mother because she she chose to, of course, you know, many people choose not to to have children and that's okay, but I think seeing her happiness people truly realize that she's really found that ultimate success. So it's really inspiring. And I really hope that, um, I don't know if we will, because we are a capitalistic society, but I really hope we can hold on to that and realize that peace of mind is the most powerful thing you can have. And it's something money cannot buy. And we should all strive for that. So I had a chance to watch the Pamela documentary on Netflix where uh, Pam Anderson got to put into her own words her, her own life story and her own life history. And I truly enjoyed it. I love, here Here we go again, I'm about to get a little woo-woo. <laughs> but I fully enjoy watching someone with a cancer son 
moon or rising (laughs) go through their past because they have everything. They've got every note card, every letter. They have pictures. They've got a dandelion that they might have, you know, held on to the first time they kissed, something like that. And, you know, Pam, in that respect, did not disappoint. She had so many of the photos of her childhood and you know being able to see her not as the Baywatch bombshell at the beginning of her life was really sweet and you know watching her come up through her years of like moving to the states and watching and hearing her perspective on not only how she dealt with her parents relationship but seeing how she grew and made decisions around the time she met Tommy Lee and even watching her reflect on that time with her grown sons was really powerful and not not to take away from um the Hulu series because I think it was kind of what it was it was kind of from the from the perspective of the person who wrote the book who stole the tape and I I felt strange watching it I mean I I watched little bits of it and to me it just felt almost like a cartoon and that's not to take away from the people Sebastian Stan and and um Lily James who worked you know hard on the show and but um I just felt like and I remember talking to my friend Tony and saying I just want to hear from Pam because you know Pam really she kind of has that really funny sweet personality where she kind of laughs things off and kind of plays ditzy but she is actually very sweet and and feels very deeply and I thought it was just such a beautiful chance to really hear in her own words and to just kind of see where she is now and how it's kind of a journey for her. And um, so this is just to say, you know, I highly recommend it. It's not very long. I want to say it's about 90 minutes or so, um, maybe a little bit longer. But it's really interesting to kind of see how public perception can really change people's life and the trajectory of their lives. Um, Sometimes she talks as if she is still in love with Tommy. And sometimes I wonder, you know, if the sex tape was never leaked, would they have been happy? I don't know about that. I think there were a lot of issues and I thought there I think there was a lot of impulse that was involved in that relationship. But um yeah, it was a really wonderful watch and I highly, highly recommend it. And here we are at the end of another episode. I always feel so much better after recording one of these, just having a chance to talk to you, having a chance to catch up on what's going on in the world. It really, really fills my soul. And um, I just thank you so much for sticking with me. I know I haven't been super consistent and I've been working on it, but again, I really like to wait until I have something really good to talk about. And um, if you're enjoying the show or if you have any questions or you have some stuff that you want me to cover, go to Instagram, actually underscore podcast and leave a message. And 
on the platforms, go ahead, leave a review if you're enjoying what you're listening to. But until next time, talk to you later. Bye.